This is the MPPD Podcast, Mount Pleasant, South Carolina. Hey everyone, welcome back to the MPPD Podcast. On this episode, Inspector Calabrese sits down with Lieutenant Zeitner and PFC Matthews from the Traffic Bureau to talk about distracted driving and collisions around the town of Mount Pleasant. Thanks for keeping the MPPD Podcast moving forward, and please share this episode with your family and friends. All right, we'll jump into it. April is Distracted Driving Awareness Month, and uh, we're coming to an end. It's uh, April 28th, and I'm here with Lieutenant Zeitner, the Traffic Bureau Commander, and PFC Matthews, one of our traffic officers and our grant officer. Yes, sir. We wanted to talk about distracted driving and get to know you guys a little bit better. Sure. Thank you for being here, LT. We'll we'll start with you. What made you pick a, a career in public service? Always interested, grew up in New York, and New York kind of, if you don't have a direction, you either have the fire department or NYPD, moved <laughs> to South Carolina and kind of got into public service. Um, I started doing it as a reserve for Berkeley County, really enjoyed what I was doing, and decided to move into full-time with Mount Pleasant. Yeah, and we uh, we go back a little bit. I don't know if you remember one time we were on bicycle patrol when the team first rolled out. Uh, LT and I had uh, some good midnight shift bicycle patrols. Yep, Rocky Like a Hurricane was the song on the radio of the car we got out with. <laughs> it was, it was. I kind of forgot about that one. And Matthews, you and I don't go back as far. but Not as far. Yeah, when I first got here, you were a, a supervisor over the road, so that's how I kind of got to know you. Um, so, yeah, I joined public safety. Um, kind of runs in the family. My dad used to work here, and then um, my uncle works for Highway Patrol, so it just kind of runs in the family. Something I was drawn to, um, was born and raised in Mount Pleasant, so it was something I always wanted to do was serve the community. I grew up here, love this town, still love this town, so it's always awesome to give back. Yeah, and we certainly appreciated having you on the road to help us with our our collisions. Anytime. And uh, that might be a good place to start. I know uh, we have traffic teams and school resource officer teams and very various other things in the agency, but can you guys kind of walk us through what the traffic team is and what your function here is at the department? So the traffic team basically does more than just out there and enforces the laws. We actually investigate collisions. We do a lot of traffic direction at major events to help make sure the public's safe and pedestrian traffic and everything's flowing through there okay. Um, We actually fill in for other bureaus when they need to kind of back them up. And obviously we're out there enforcing traffic laws just to make sure everybody's safe and try to prevent collisions from occurring in the town. So yeah, just to kind of piggyback on that, um, you know, anytime patrol needs help, we're there to help them. We're here to supplement patrol. So if there's a call that goes out, just because we're a traffic officer doesn't mean we can't respond. So if there's an open line or an alarm or a disturbance, we can always go to those and help out, but our main goal is to reduce the number of collisions in the town of Mount Pleasant. That is always our number one goal. Right, absolutely. And through some of that, or that comes from education, awareness. Correct. Clearly, traffic enforcement and citations is part of that. Um, we just kind of set the record straight. Do, do, quotas, has anyone ever asked you about no. that? Well, sure, yeah. We've been asked about quotas. Um, yeah, there's no quotas. It's illegal in South Carolina to have quotas. So um, those are completely illegal. Whatever you want to do is what you can do. Um, and, you know, whatever you see fit, you know, you can write warnings, tickets, um, you know, just verbally tell someone, you know, if you see they do something wrong, but um, you can't catch up to them. I've always 
you know, just told people verbally, hey, you know, use your turn signal next time, whatever. Right. So the goal of your traffic enforcement is to reduce collisions here in the town. Yep. It's it's always to reduce collisions. That is our number one goal. I gotcha. And can you kind of touch on a little bit what the grant is? You're one of our grant officers. Sure. So I'm currently assigned to the aggressive driving grant. Um, we're coming up on the second year of it. So it's kind of the same thing that the traffic bureau's goal is in Mount Pleasant. It's just to reduce um, collisions, major fatality, major injury collisions. Um, it's the worst when we have to respond to a fatality or a major injury collision because someone's life is going to be affected. That is our number one goal is to always reduce those, whether it's through, it may not always be through writing a ticket. We can get the message um, through to someone just with a warning or um, I know, Inspector, you like to put out just information that people don't always know, like when the lights are out, what you're supposed to do when lights are out. Right. Those can always help reduce collisions. It's not always just through enforcement, like you said. Right. And I know you're out there enforcing the laws on, on our roadways, but talk yes, to us a little bit about this month and, and why it's a little bit different than the others. Sure. So this month, I'm I'm always focused on different things each month, but anytime I see a violation, it just doesn't matter the month. I can pull for anything, but this month, I'm specifically focused on um, distracted driving. So whether that's texting and driving, um, FaceTiming, if you're on the phone with someone, uh, you could be eating, you know, not have both hands on the wheel. I have seen people just driving with their knees and two hands on a sandwich. Um, that can be, you know, careless driving, which is also distracted driving. You're not 100% focused on the road. Um, and, and our goal is to always reduce collisions, and that's what we're seeing a lot is people glued to their phones. So April is distracted driving month. Right now we'll have... Typically, we'll have two officers ride, so another one of my partners will be driving. I'll be in the passenger seat and call out violations, so that way the main officer isn't distracted. And me, as the secondary officer, can see a violation, point it out to the driver, and that way he's 100% focused on driving and not looking for violations. Right, that makes sense. I didn't realize you guys were doing that, but yep, certainly want to practice what we preach. So That's the, right. The officer's focus is driving the car, then the other officer is focused on, on looking for the violations. Right, because it is, it is hard to look and see exactly what someone's doing inside of their car, and we don't want another officer who's driving try to focus on driving, see what the other person's doing, all while trying to maintain control of their vehicle. So, like you said, we got to practice what we preach, and I think that's a great way to do it is so our, the driver of the patrol vehicle can be focused on driving. Right, and then... We're talking about violations and tickets and things like that, but mm -hmm. there's got to be some da data out there. What do, you, what do you guys think about the, why is distracted driving a problem? Besides the fact that you don't want to get pulled over and get a ticket, right. there should be some other reasons why we want to not drive distracted. Sure. So collisions is obviously what we're trying to prevent, but there's so much going on in Mount Pleasant. Um, we have you know a beautiful town. People love to get out and walk. We have crosswalks at almost every intersection. Um, bicyclists, we've got people walking in neighborhoods. J there's just a lot to look out for besides just other cars. There's going to be kids running out in the roadway. There's going to be, you know, people walking their pets. And we'd, we'd hate to see something with a pedestrian or bicyclist versus a car happen. Right, right. LT, I know you're always good with numbers and statistics. Is there anything, any science behind distracted driving or anything that Actually, there is, share? and we can kind of contribute it to. So on Mount Pleasant, we've been doing, looking at the collision statistics a little bit more closely this year, and we're averaging probably about 40 collisions a week in the town of Mount Pleasant. 40 car crashes. 40 car crashes a week. A week, a week mm -hmm. in wow. the town of Mount Pleasant. 
and you get it, Inspector, you get the statistics I send out internally at the beginning of the week, and I think we might start pushing out some of that to the public sure, um, so they can see. But if we look at that, some of the major things we look at is following too closely is kind of one of our top collision factors that mm-hmm. we see every week. And we look at that and following too closely, there's got to be a reason why people are following too closely. And some of that's contributed to distracted driving. And it's not only the cell phones or everything, it's any type of distraction in your car. If you go through a drive-thru and you get food and you're sitting there leaning down, looking in the bag, trying to get your french fries out or something like that, you're a distracted driver at that point. We've even seen it at some points. We've had officers that have seen people reading the newspaper going down the road with it folded out in front of them. Right. So, I mean, there's a lot more than just cell phones and texting on in the car that are distracting to you. Right. Does NHTSA come out or anything like to say how bad it is to be distracted about maybe your stopping distance or anything like that? Or is it just safe to say that it's going to increase that? So, um, anytime you're driving a vehicle and you take your eyes off the roadway, um, it's, it's how far you're going to travel. So if you're traveling at, you know, 45 miles an hour, you look down for two seconds, you can travel a football field and a half just from looking away from the roadway that quick. And you got to think if every, you know, few minutes you're looking down at your phone. Um, I've had people tell me before when I've, you know, either cleared with a citation or a warning, I've been looking at my phone the whole trip. I don't even know how I got this far. And I know wow. that they've kind of, you know, zoned out. And, you know, you've got a lot going on after work and things like that. But, um... You know, if if people are zoned out and they're like, yeah, I've driven from Myrtle Beach and just got to the Charleston area and I don't remember half the trip because I've been on my phone. And people have told me, I like, I appreciate you stopping me. Wow. This is this is refocused me on the roadway. And, you know, that's really scary. Myrtle Beach is, you know, an hour and a half, two hour trip. So um, it definitely, you know, helps me helping them. So they're telling me that, you know, I appreciate you stopping me. And that always helps me with enforcement is people, I didn't realize how far I've gotten. I had my eyes off the roadway. I was been on my phone and they, they appreciate me stopping them, whether I am clearing with a citation or a warning. Right. Yeah. That's kind of nerve wracking to think you can go that far and not realize. Oh, same, same, it kind of ties into general driver safety, but the highway hypnosis and that's tunnel right. vision and trying to break that. And it seems pretty basic, but what do you think is a, a way to to prevent this like are, are you seeing people trying to lock their phones in the glove box or put them in the trunk or what do you yeah on the so um i personally have do not disturb turned on it's a feature through apple i'm not 100 percent uh confident with other phones what they have um i have do not disturb which means anytime my vehicle's in motion it'll tell the person that's either texting me or calling me that my phone is on um that my phone's in driving mode and tells them that I'm driving a vehicle currently. So it'll okay. kind of let them know. So maybe, you know, they, they don't text me as much or they'll just be like, hey, text me when you're done with your drive. And because most of the time as a police officer, I am driving around the town. Okay, so your phone won't even activate. It won't activate. So if they need to send me like an emergency, it gives them that option to send me like an emergency tone. Okay. And it'll send me. And at that time, if I hear the tone, it'll play through the speakers of my car. I'll pull off to the side and check my phone. Okay, well, that's a good way to do it. I mean, in, in my mind, I thought, you know, maybe easier said than done, but just leave it in the glove box. Yeah, I mean, there's, answer, there's but. a bunch of opportunities for what you can do. I mean, I've seen people, the driver of the car, give their phone to their passenger, and they're like, do not let me touch my phone while I'm driving. Um, unfortunately, if you do get into a wreck while you're on your phone and you rear end someone, you're going to be at fault, and the repercussions of that are extreme and long-lasting. I mean, 
insurance rates can go up. Mm-hmm. If you're found at fault for a wreck, there's a possibility if you're in the town of being cited for whatever contributed to the wreck, whether that was failure to yield right away, uh, disregard or disobeying a traffic control device, texting and driving, following too close. I mean, those fines can and points can really hurt your insurance on top of being at fault for a wreck. Right. And then, you know, the fines and points, I guess, are still going to be there if you wind up in jail for some sort of significant charge. If Correct. If something yeah. happens, somebody loses their life or something like that. Yeah, so. I mean, you're facing, you're definitely facing jail time with, if you hit a pedestrian and kill them, even if you injure them, you don't, you don't have to, to kill someone to go to jail. If you seriously injure someone, a pedestrian, or if they're even in another car, if they're injured and you rear end someone at a high right. speed and they're stopped and you injure someone, you, you could be facing jail time all for a you know 15 second text that you could have either pulled off the side of the road or waited till you got to your destination to send. Right. So we definitely got to try to put those phones down and, uh, right. and concentrate on driving. It takes a second. Yeah, and with all the traffic congestion and things like that, I think that following distance just needs to be increased even more. Uh, So we talked about collisions here in Mount Pleasant. I didn't realize that there were about 40 of them a month. A week. A week. week. Yeah, 40 a week. week. Okay, well, that's something we're we're working on, and and I can appreciate what you guys are doing out there to keep the roadway safe. What are the... uh, what are the other two? Maybe we'll hit the top three. So following too closely is one of them. Yeah. What are the other two? Fail to yield right away, and then the third one varies sometimes, right? Yeah, it, it falls into a lot of improper backing. So okay. people so like, backing up incorrectly, whether it be like if you're in the road and you miss your turn, people are like backing up in the intersection. But a lot of the improper pack backing, we actually seen a lot of parking lots okay. around town. So, I mean, I know a lot of people don't think about it, but the easiest way to kind of fix that is when you get to the store, everything takes time to back into your parking spot. So when you're leaving, you're actually pulling straight out of the parking spot. And right. you actually have more visibility. You're not having all those blind spots when you're backing out in your car. Right. So take a little time on the front end and save some time on the back end. That's right. And then I guess combine with messing around on your phone. So you're trying to back yeah. out of a spot you can't see as well. And you're checking all the messages that you haven't checked in the last two minutes. That's right. And then now you're you're in a situation where you're in an auto pedestrian or hitting another car. That's right. Um, It just doesn't seem seem worth it. Nope. Um, So yeah, falling too close and then fail to yield right away, and then the third one always varies. But fail to yield right away, we have a lot of people will be stopped at a. They'll try to right turn on red, and um, they'll pull out and somebody will be coming in the lane and they think they have enough time to make it and unfortunately they don't. They'll pull out in front of someone and get rear-ended or um, end up sideswiping the other vehicle. So fail to yield right away is definitely our, our usually second most contributing collision. So always give yourself more time than what you think you need to pull out in front of someone because that's what we see a lot with that one. Right. Well, that that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, as police officers, we tend to back into spots anyway. So that's right. try to make sure the general public is fine. I mean, it's always good for the public, yeah, to back into your parking spot. It's definitely going to save you more time on your end when you're leaving, and it's always a lot easier to pull out of a parking spot than it is backing out with, especially if you're at Walmart, you know, Walmart, Wando Crossing, there's hundreds of people in the parking lot, and there's always hundreds of cars there yeah. in the middle of the day. So you're looking for people walking with buggies and another car backing out and other cars that are already parked. So, I mean, there's a lot going on there. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I'm glad that, that we're out there and we're trying to educate the public. And yes, sir. I know nobody likes getting stopped and nobody likes getting a ticket. Yeah. Um, so for you, your primary function is, is traffic enforcement and yes, sir. constantly making these stops and things like that. You know, you're not seeing people at their finest. The interactions are, no. are probably not. Uh, and I, I understand I, that I, when I stop someone. Ideal for people. Yeah. So right. how do, what keeps you motivated in your position to go out there and keep doing this? So this is kind of the 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 bad and sad part for me 
is unfortunately, you know, we'll get woken up at two or three in the morning um, and get called that there's been a traffic fatality or a major injury collision. And that is, I can say, by far the worst part of the job is when we have to go with the coroner to notify the family that their family member has died in a traffic collision or been seriously injured. That's what motivates me the best. And also um, responding to 40 collisions a week. Obviously, I don't go to every single one, um, but as a part of the traffic bureau, responding and working collisions is part of my job. And everyone is always upset when they're in a wreck. There's no one that's ever been happy that they've been hit. So people are being transported. They now have to get a rental car. They're not going to make their kid's soccer game or dinner. They're late to work. They're losing money. And and I hate seeing that. So I try to do enforcement around things that are going to cause collisions and that will save other people time and on the back end money and, you know, hopefully stop other people from being contributing to a wreck so that that way their insurance stays down. It may not seem like that's what I'm trying to do, but that in the end is always my goal is to prevent collisions, fatalities, and major injury collisions. Right, right. LT, now you've switched into this role and you you were a traffic officer when, when you first started at the agency, been promoted through the ranks, and now as lieutenant, you're the bureau commander for the whole team. How is... What keeps you going to make this team the, the best that it could be? Mine keeps going because basically I always enjoyed traffic enforcement. Um, I always enjoyed collision investigation just because of the, the science and the math behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, also do the drug recognition expert thing, and that's kind of a lot of science behind it too. And I always just impart on trying to get these officers. I like passing on my knowledge to the officers and trying to make sure we do the best job we can for the citizens of the town. Right, right. And they're out there, and they're, they're doing a great job, and... Uh, Distracted driving is not limited to, to April. I know it's the focus and That's it's right. good to push that out, but please put the phones down and pay attention to your surroundings. Don't follow too closely. Yield to the right of way. That's and, right. Uh, Watch your speed. Uh, buckle up. You know. Every... Yeah, we didn't we didn't hit on seatbelts too right. much. I know that's not a distracted driving issue, but you guys are out on the road a little bit more than I, I would. Or, or, I would or, like to praise the town. Um, you know, we, we, we go to certain meetings with other traffic officers. Um, we probably have some of the best, you know, seatbelt use in, in the Lowcountry area. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, you know, when, when we go out for, you know, seatbelt enforcement, obviously that's helping the public because if you get into a wreck without your seatbelt on, the collisions could be catastrophic. We rarely get seatbelt violations. Most, when I'm driving around town, usually when you'll see me stopped at a red light, I'll be looking around, make sure everyone's wearing their seatbelt. If you're passing me in traffic, going the opposite direction, I'm making sure you're wearing your seatbelt. The town has, I would like to praise everyone in the town, the town has a very good percentage of people who are are utilizing their seatbelt, and almost every time I respond to a collision, people are wearing their seatbelts, which I love to see. Absolutely. I know it's Highway Patrol and not us, but they talk about not getting ejected from life, which Correct. I think is pretty powerful. Yeah, it's um, definitely a powerful message. Handling it? some of those collisions. I know that's not technically a distracted driving thing, but right, it's overall, still important. traffic yeah. safety, I, I think, buckling yeah, anything up. anything we can hit on for traffic safety is, is good. Obviously, like you said, we're focusing on distracted driving, but other violations we'll, we're still looking out for, red light runners, stop sign runners, um, no seatbelt speed, so I'm glad you brought that up. But, yeah, seatbelt's definitely good for the town. I, I definitely like to praise them for their seatbelt use. Well, that's good to know. Yes, sir. Get the uh, public's out there buckled up. Hopefully they can follow some of these things that we talked about or right. check out uh, the Traffic Safety Highway NHTSA and yep. the administration there. And, and if they need any stats, you can check our 
Facebook page and social media. We had our campaign uh, throughout the month with uh, promotional videos and stuff through them just to show some of the messages out there. And some of them are pretty powerful videos. For sure. Um, yeah, yeah, they definitely make an impact. So please uh, go on there and check that out. and we'll kind of wrap it up. And we kind of hit on it, but, you know, I wanted people to kind of know you a little bit better. What's, what's the favorite, your favorite part of this job overall being a police officer? So we just got to work the Blessing of the Fleet. I love working special events. You see so many different people. It always brings in tourism for the town, which is great, but we see so many people, and we get to work some of the best special events. I mean, we get to work the Ravenel Bridge Run, Blessing of the Fleet, and, I mean, I just feel so blessed to be able to, you know, one, work these events, but also, you know, be a part of the community. Everyone was out there. I couldn't tell you how many people thanked us for our service and um, told us we were appreciated, and we're out there directing traffic, you know, at, at the on Sunday at the Blessing of the Fleet. I mean, it's just the, the town we serve is great. The people are great. Um, you know, I always enjoy interacting with the public. And obviously sometimes it's not the greatest when I'm stopping them for a moving violation. But on the back end, sometimes people are thanking me. We just had an officer on our traffic team get thanked for um, stopping somebody the other day. He ended right. up getting a ticket, but even wrote in a compliment of the officer, which I think is great. It, it really speaks volumes to the traffic team. And I, I love serving the town and working these special events. Yeah. Police work's always one of the most interesting things in the world. I didn't always, wasn't always a police officer, so I've worked in private industry before then. And one of the great things about this job is you always come in as different each day. Right. No matter what exactly. you're doing, whether you're in an office or out on the street or anything, it's always different each day. And that's one of the things that keeps you going in it is it's not mundane. It doesn't get boring. And you always have that change. Yeah, that's what I always tell the new officers. You pull out of this driveway, you go left, you go right, and you kind of let the next couple hours. Can we interview the interviewer? What's your answer? My favorite part? Yeah, because you're, you're in a different bureau from us, so we're both traffic, so we get a little different yeah, taste. You, what you got? You guys are on the street, and right. uh, you know, I just I like helping people and being a, a go-to person. I like looking at things and finding practical solutions, so I know that I have the ability in this position to influence people every day, so I stay at my best. So if someone reaches out on social media or the public or the the, the grocery store, you know, or lunch break, you know, you can't miss those opportunities. When even if someone comes at you know when you're not expecting it and says, "Hey, officer, can you help me with this?" or right. "What is this?" or "Do you know how to get there?" I agree. We truly are ambassadors for the town, yep. the profession, and uh, I feel like that is my favorite part is being able to put a positive, good foot forward for us. Yeah, representing us. the whole town overall. Sure. Yeah. So I never had it in me to be a traffic officer. Uh, traffic direction wasn't really in there for me. Writing tickets wasn't always my thing. You're welcome but to I, ride along. I know. Maybe one of these days I can. That's um, right. I'll get in the car with you, but I do appreciate what you guys do every day yes, sir. out there directing traffic, stopping cars. And uh, thank you for that. Thanks for taking a couple minutes with me. Do you have any final thoughts you want to send us off with? Um, we're just coming up on the 100 deadly days of summer, so... Um, obviously there's gonna be a lot more people out a lot a lot of nice weather that's what we enjoy in the town so just pay attention there's gonna be a lot of cars out a lot of people out um, a lot of bicyclists out so just pay attention when you're on the roadway just put your phone down get where you're get where you're trying to go um, and you know we want you to get where you're going uh, without getting in a collision so yeah that's all I got so that May through it's May through yeah the beginning slash middle of August is the 100 deadly days of summer. All right. We'll, uh, we'll be safe throughout the summer. LT, you want to send us off with anything? Just if you can when you're traveling. I know a lot of people, the summer's coming up. I know we have a lot of influx coming in here, but if you're traveling to other states, just take the time. 
to kind of plan where you're going, know where you're going, so you're not distracted right. looking for like your hotel or your destination or anything yeah, on the right. GPS or on your phone and everything. And that way you're safe when you're out of state because the worst thing you can have is have an incident occur where you're out of state where you're unfamiliar with everything that's happening because right. it's a lot more difficult to deal with at that point. It sounds like it boils down to give yourself some extra time and put the phone down. Yep. Agreed. All right. Well, we'll wrap it up here. Thank you. We and, appreciate uh, you, Inspector. Thank you. We'll see you out there on the road. Yes, sir. All right, man. Thank you for listening to the MPPD Podcast. 